If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful all of you, and not only that, but good Yom Tov, Chag Sameach. And if you're wondering what Yom Tov, what Chag it is today, today of course is Pesach Sheni, the second Pesach. A month after the first, we have the second, an opportunity to, well, correct and to uh, complete that which was left unfinished during the first Pesach. Pesach Sheni is a very special time. It's a time that we are told that there is nothing that is lost forever. There is always an opportunity to correct the past. We take the omissions of the past and we have the chance today to fix up that which we have missed out a month ago, particularly as we read in the Torah about the Karban Pesach, the Passover sacrifice that was brought on Erev Pesach, and those individuals who were distant from Jerusalem or were in a state of impurity had the opportunity of doing just that a month later. They couldn't do it on the real first Erev Pesach, so we do it one month later on the 14th of Iyar today, Pesach Sheni. And of course, Pesach Sheni is a time that we remember this. We remember the fact that God gives us tremendous opportunities to, well, fix up the past. There's no such thing as saying it's over, it's gone, it's lost. We will never get back to that situation. God, who stands higher than time, enables man who is within time to do something that gives him the power to reach into the past, even the distant past, and to fix up things that need correcting, that need completion and fulfillment. Pesach Sheni is a time that we celebrate by eating a bit of matzah. We eat a bit of matzah today to remember the Pesach Sheni that the Jewish people were given as an incredible gift. But not only given as an incredible gift, what makes Pesach Sheni extra special is it came about as a result of a passionate plea on the part of some Jews who in the wilderness could not perform the mitzvah of the Passover sacrifice because they were in a state of tumor. They were in a state of ritual, spiritual imperfection. And they didn't have the ability of doing that particular mitzvah. They came to Moshe and they said, Lama Nigara, why should we be left out? Why should we not have an opportunity of doing this vital mitzvah? Of course, Korban Pesach reminds us of tremendous self-sacrifice on the part of the Jewish people, defying the powers of Pharaoh in Egypt, proclaiming the miracles of God, and telling Pharaoh and all of Egypt that we are going to leave this terrible land. And this is the offering, this is the sacrifice that we will be doing in order to celebrate that most important day in the Jewish calendar, the day the Jewish people became a free people. They became a nation, in many ways the birth of the Jewish people. We celebrate it today through the simple act of eating a piece of matzah. Now, reaching into the past is not a simple matter. Reaching into the past takes a certain amount, well, of honesty, of insight. Very often we don't know what happened in the past, or we forgot, conveniently forgot, those Areas of our lives that we didn't address at the correct time. Moments when we think to ourselves, ah, it's gone. And somehow our memory bank puts it on the back burner 
or in a sense forgets it all about. And years later, we feel a deficiency. We sense that something is wrong as we look into our lives. And again, we have the objectivity and honesty of examining our past very, very closely. And we recognize certain gaps in our lives, things that we should have done that we didn't, relationships that we should have enhanced and we didn't, mitzvot that we should have done and we didn't. And whatever the reason might be, accidental, premeditated, whatever the case might be, those gaps can be fixed. And the day that we are given that particular gift is the day of Pesach Sheni, the 14th of the month of year, today. And not only that, but in actual fact, this introduces the entire concept of teshuva, of repenting. Repenting means God giving us the ability of, well, traveling back in time and looking at those areas that need correction, those areas that we thought will forever remain empty gaps in our lives. That's not true. We have the power. We have the ability. We have to have the will. It's tragic. It's unfortunate that so many of our people don't realize that there is a mitzvah called, a day that's called Pesach Sheni, the second Pesach. We think to ourselves, well, we are creatures of time and space. And once time has passed, it's in the past, it's gone. Nothing is gone. Yes, it might be in the past chronologically, but there are certain elements within ourselves that are higher than time and space. We think to ourselves that our bodies, our conscious reality, our minds, yes, are limited, strictly limited by time and space, but there are elements within us, within our souls, that are beyond time and space. The past, the present, and the future are as one. And therefore, we have to recognize and realize as well that if God gave us that power, we have to deal with it. We have to make amends. We have to correct those omissions in our lives. We have to fill the gaps, those empty spaces, those empty moments that we didn't act correctly, positively. And God says, today is the day that I teach you, I show you how those things can in fact be corrected. And this is why Pesach Sheni, although what many people call a minor holiday in the Jewish calendar. Well, first of all, there's nothing really minor about anything within Jewish life. When we consider it, our sages tell us, don't make the mistake of giving this mitzvah great value and this other mitzvah no value or very little value. Realize and understand that you have the ability, the capacity to recognize the essence of things and that which appears to be ordinary or in fact, as some people might consider minor, is in fact major, is in fact tremendously important. And it's our duty to recognize the importance of these things by realizing there is no such thing as minor. Everything in life is major. Yes, of course, things are measured in all sorts of ways, in all sorts of, well, values. Some things seem to be far more important to us. Uh, a particular type of relationship, so we didn't say hello, so we didn't give a smile, so we didn't show, give a, show a gesture of concern or empathy. Very unimportant in our lives. We have bigger things to be concerned with. We have more important things to be concerned with. Don't ever make that mistake. Every minor thing is a major thing. Yes, of course, when we compare it to other limited dimensions of our lives, 
it does seem to be minor, but it's not. It's important. And as we well know, that sometimes the slightest slight may hurt somebody so deeply that for years and years there's a heavy heart, there's a pain, there is a sense of, well, hurt. And this is why it's important to recognize the importance of that which appears to be minor, but in actual fact is not. It's important for us to understand how big every small thing is. Pesach Sheni reminds us of just that. We have the opportunity of going back and seeing things and understanding things. It takes strength. It takes courage. It takes wisdom. It takes patience. It takes introspection. It takes a desire to actually think about life in an important way and how much in our particular situation, now that we have time, now that we are semi-isolated, we are in lockdown, we have the opportunity at looking at these seeming unimportant things in life, fixing them up, making ourselves whole, more of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. And as I always tell you that whatever happens during the week is very much connected with the Parsha of the week. The Parsha of the week is Emor. Emor talks to us about how the, well, the older, the adult Kohanim priests have to educate the younger. Emor Viomarta, this double term, is given to mean by our sages that there is a sense of important lahaz here. Not only to teach the younger, but we, in a sense, inform them that this has to be done with a sense of urgency, with a sense of passion, with a sense of extraordinary care to ensure that the younger Kohanim are trained and trained well. And this doesn't only refer to Kohanim priests who have to serve in the temple. This is true of every parent and child, of every elder and younger, the older, older, not only chronologically, but older in wisdom, to the younger, those who, whatever reason, haven't had the opportunity to know and to learn. There is this incredible sense of responsibility that has to be developed by the elders to educate the youngers. But Lahaz here, to do it with a sense of urgency and to do it with a sense of passion. Now, a great many of you out there are doing something which is incredibly difficult and challenging. And I must say how much I personally admire those who are successful at it, and that is the homeschooling situation. Children are not at school. And yes, while, of course, there is e-education and uh, Zoom and all sorts of other wonderful, wonderful technological gifts that we have in order to make sure that we are still studying, still there is a tremendous burden upon parents to teach their children. And many, for the first time, begin to realize how difficult, how onerous this responsibility, this task of educating children properly. It's not a simple thing to teach. Yes, of course, if you simply want to impart information, then you put on a recording and let some voice say, well, this, that, and the other. But education is not merely imparting information. Education is the process of teaching the younger, in this case children, or anyone who is younger in the sense of younger spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, etc. To teach people how to refine their lives and educate themselves. I once heard a great educator say something very important. He says, why do we learn arithmetic? 
the art of numbers. Yes, it's important for this, important for that. It's important for the sense of honesty. When you have your sums correctly, you know how to be honest with each other. Because every single number represents a particular area that if I don't know that, I can cheat somebody, somebody can cheat me. But when we attach a value, a value to something as abstract as mathematics, as arithmetic, we begin to see that it's not only something which is information necessary to know in order to run a business, in order how to build bridges, etc., etc., but it tells me within my own personal life how to refine myself, how to elevate myself, how to become significantly better over a period of time. And this is why when we speak about the elder who have to communicate to the younger, as we do at the opening sentences of this week's Parsha, we feel here there is a sense of urgency and a sense of passion. When there is a sense of urgency and passion in any single activity, it gives it a different type of life. Two people can do the exact same thing. One does it at a slow pace. Beginning to end, you finish it more or less. And then you see somebody do the same thing, whatever it is in life. But there is a sense of passion, of excitement. You put your kishkas into the situation. A sense of urgency. I have to do this because it's vital, because it's important. How different those two people are. How different those two actions are. One is dull. One is ordinary, one is boring, one doesn't say very much, and the other one is full of life, of excitement, of energy. And this is why our sages tell us that the word lahazir is not only urgency and passion, but to bring Zohar, to bring light into the situation. Now, light is an extremely important thing. It gives us the ability to see, to recognize ourselves, others, our environment, the world around us. Light is so incredibly important. When you infuse something ordinary with brightness, with light, with passion, with urgency, how different that situation is. And you see those people. You see those people who for some reason have the ability, the desire to put that incredible energy into whatever they're doing. How different their lives are. How different the result of their actions are as well. And we are attracted to those people. Those people draw us. Those people set an example. Those people tell us something far more than simply the information that they're conveying far more than simply the act they are doing. When we connect with, when we notice, when we observe someone who does things with urgency, with passion, bringing light into a situation, how different is it? It makes an incredible impression. It's an example that we try to emulate because there is life, there is excitement, and there's energy. Now, when we teach children, and when we teach children, yes, we can simply say one and one equals two, two and two equals four, one orange, another orange, two oranges, this color, that color, this bit of information, this historical fact. We can go through the whole boring mess for years and years and years without inspiring that child. And again, not the chronological child only, but anyone who is in a state of, we can, well, 
bore them to death over years by filling their minds with all sorts of information. Yes, they will pass a test. They will pass exams. They will parrot like repeat exactly what you told them over the many years. But there's no excitement. There's no growth. There's no development. There is no value that you have somehow conveyed through the words that you are using. We all have had teachers who were passionate with a sense of urgency, and they brought excitement and light into everything they taught. I had a teacher like that. I had a teacher many years ago when I was in high school, and he taught us how to read a book. And somehow that, those books became, became alive. And I had people who were very intelligent and very fine teachers, in a sense, but somehow missed it. They didn't inspire it didn't uplift. I didn't want to go back to the class because I was so excited to hear what they had to say. I went there because you had to do that. But the teacher who brought life and light and urgency and passion into this lesson, wow, he wanted to get back to that class. He wanted to get back to that teacher because the experience of sitting through that hour or two that he or she were teaching is altogether different. You felt good. You felt uplifted. You felt excited. You walked away and you thought about what you learned. Emor, the Omarta, our sages tell us, teach them with a sense of light. Teach them with a sense of growth. Teach them in a way that they relate personally. They try to somehow express their own inner energies. This is what Emor, the Omarta is all about. And this is what Pesach Sheni is all about. Pesach Sheni is a sense of passion and urgency. When people came along to Moshe and they said, Moshe, Lamani Gara, why should we be left out? We feel that there is an empty gap. Please, they begged Moshe, please give us an opportunity to correct those things. And what happened, Moshe goes to God and God says, yes, I'm going to give them a new festival because they asked with such passion. They asked with a sense that if in fact they won't be given this opportunity. There will be a permanent gap within their lives. And this we cannot allow. And this is why developing a sense of urgency and passion and light in everything that we do is so very vital. Because it changes the ordinary, the extraordinary. It takes the plain and gives it excitement and color. It gives it life. It takes that which is boring and it makes it exciting. This is what Pesach Sheni is all about. This is what this Parsha is all about. The ability that God gave us to develop a sense of passion and excitement and light. And this is true in every single area of life. This is true whatever we do. From the, well, the ordinary, from the simple to the very important. Whatever it is we do in life, we have the ability of doing it so much better and so much greater. But we have to teach the youngsters. And this is a time, again, a time of incredible opportunity of introspection. It's a time that everything has slowed down to a certain degree. Yes, we become, many of us have become so, well, comfortable, familiar with the lockdown. We go through our day, we do this, we do that. We eat, we sleep, we read, we study a bit. Uh, we go onto the internet and find out what's happening in the world, but everything has slowed down to a certain degree. This is a time for incredible, incredible 
introspection, to re-examine values, to think, to sit back and to say, how am I doing about X, Y, Z? How am I doing about this, that, or the other? How am I living my life? How am I taking this God-given energy and using it in the most proper way? Am I infusing it with light? Am I doing it with passion? Am I giving it a sense of urgency? These are questions that we have to ask about every single area of life. And we are able to do that because otherwise Torah wouldn't say, teach the young with a sense of urgency, with a sense of light, with a sense of passion. Torah wouldn't make that demand from us. You could argue and say, well, I'm not that sort of person. I don't have this passion. I don't feel the sense of urgency. I'm doing that which is necessary. I'm doing that which is right. I'm doing that which is important, but I'm doing it well at the pace that I do it. And the answer is no. This is a time that you have to upgrade your abilities. You have to step up and say, how can I be better and greater? How can I be different in a positive sense? Pesach Sheni tells us that we are able to fix up any gap in the past of our lives. And the Parsha tells us again, why was Pesach Sheni given to us? Because there were those who begged with passion for it to be given to us. And therefore, urgency, passion, light, three dimensions of life that we have to invest into every single act and moment of life. More of this soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about Pesach Sheni, the second Pesach. We're talking about the Parsha of the weekend more. And we're talking about how light, passion, and urgency can take any ordinary situation any ordinary moment, any ordinary individual, and to transform that situation, that action, that individual into something altogether greater and better. And as I mentioned earlier on, we are having another festival. Some people call it a minor festival, but as I told you, there is no such thing as minor. Everything is major. Everything is important. Monday night is Lagba Omer. And Lagba Omer is a time of great festivity. We celebrate... First of all, the end of the plague that afflicted the students of Rabbi Akiva, who didn't behave so well toward each other. And also, it is the site, the great site of the great Kabbalist and Tzaddik, of Shimon Bar Yochai, who for many years was hidden in a cave, trying to escape the enemy who wanted to destroy him and the Torah of the Jewish people. And this is the day that he said that it's quite worthwhile to celebrate on this day. And throughout the world, Lagba Homer is a wonderful festival. In Israel, almost every single town, village, city, every neighborhood, they make these huge bonfires to celebrate this day of incredible light. And I don't know what's going to be this year. I don't think they're going to have huge bonfires throughout the country. In fact, some of the rabbis, I think the chief rabbi in Israel, told them to, well, told them to ensure that each one lights kindles a candle in their own home and stay away from the huge bonfires. And this year, of course, like Omer, because of lockdown, we're going to have a different celebration every year. We celebrate with um, the Great Park Synagogue and the Great Park Park, the Shmuza. This year it's going to be on Zoom, but it will be very exciting. So make sure that you zoom into the Shmuza Zoom 
and join everyone throughout the community in this wonderful unity event and to celebrate Lagba Omer in proper fashion. It's also a time that the Shmuza people have their annual blanket drive to help those who live in less fortunate circumstances. Lagba Omer. But Lagba Omer tells us something important as well. Lagba Omer is a time again connected with light, with passion, and with urgency. Lagba Omer again, like Pesach Sheni, like the Parsha of this week, talks to us about those situations of life that have to be enhanced, that have to be transformed, that have to be changed in a way that will bring about change. Positive change. Positive change in the sense that we create new realities as a result of our own choices, as a result of that which we choose to do right now. And this is my advice. We are living in a time right now, as I said before, a time of challenge, but a time of great opportunity. We have the time. Think about one or two or three areas of your life that you are going to actually infuse with light, with passion, and with urgency. You don't have to change your entire life. You don't have to move from point A to point Z immediately. But take three areas of your life, three relationship dimensions, three activities that you do, and say from here on in, I am going to try my very best to take light, to take passion, and to take urgency, and to invest it into those three areas of life. And I promise you, I guarantee you will see a tremendous personal difference in your life. The way you feel, the way you act, the way you carry yourself, the example that you set for others, not necessarily consciously, but people will notice that there is something incredibly different and positive about what you are doing. And this is why. This is a time to take those elements, elements of education, elements of self-development, elements of whatever it is, and to do things differently to do things with a tremendous sense of excitement. It's doable. It's possible. Do one or two or three things. Don't forget today's Pesach Sheni. Have a bit of matzah. Don't forget Shabbat in Johannesburg at 515. It's candlelighting. A wonderful Shabbos. When you're sitting at home in your private shul, within the comfort of your own home, and you read through the Parsha, remember Emor to This Parsha, yes, it might be full of all sorts of interesting some difficult laws, but basically the theme of the Parsha is urgency and passion. The theme of Lagba Omer is light, excitement, passion, and joy. Use the time correctly. Use the time with a tremendous sense of purpose. Have a wonderful Pesach Sheni. Look forward to having a wonderful Lagba Omer. And have a good Shabbos.